So this is our debut, debut podcast. Number one. I know. We have no idea what we're doing. We, yes, we do. We just spent, like, first of all, we just spent, like, an hour <laughs> and a half getting our outline together and then also setting up this shit. So we have, like, two things we're doing. There we go. That we know how to do. Check. Yeah. We're so prepared. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to talk about for our debut podcast. Let me just not, not do this because you can probably hear it. Probably hear the clicking. I always do it when I teach. It's just like a nervous habit. It's like something to keep my... This is... So if in any other generation, I would have been a smoker because I always do like... Knee stuff with my hand. Like I pick my fingernails and stuff. Anyway. Crack your knuckles hear my knuckles crack. Like that's just kind of a part of the thing. Um, yeah, so we're going to do... Dracula. Dracula. The 1991 one? I think so. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola version. Yeah. And we thought we should open with the question, what are we doing, top three? Let's do, yeah, let's go for it. Top three. Top three, in order. In order. Characters. That changes everything. You can always change your mind. That's true. Um, but characters that you would have sex with. Absolutely. From Dracula. What a better way to open <laughs> into a world of our personality. <laughs> I feel like if you don't know us, or if you only know one of us, like, this will tell you a lot about our priorities and our friendship. <laughs> and who we are. Yeah. I think we so. We both ruled out Dracula. You want to tell them why? <laughs> because I don't want those crusty fingernails near my lady bits. That's why. But I feel like these people don't know our voices. Oh, yeah. Or which one of us is what. So totally this is my voice. This is Megan. This is my voice. I'm Mary Kay. <laughs> we apparently learned in this process that we sound nothing alike in person, <laughs> but exactly alike here. So have fun getting to know those differences. Yes. We'll be here for generation. <laughs> I'm learning with you. Okay. You go yes. Top three. Top three. Oh, man. I feel like we need to brainstorm this. Do you already have your top three in order? I mean, no, not in order. Not in order. I have my top three. Okay. I know Van Helsing is in my top three. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. If Van Helsing isn't in your top three, I don't trust you. I'm right. (laughs) If any of Lucy's interests are in your top three, you just need to be struck from the record. Absolutely. Well, okay, Quincy's all right, though. I was going to say, I think Quincy might be in my top three. Yeah, okay. I didn't think about him. But all the other ones are like real straight-up Victorian dandies. No, thank you. No Victorian dandies. (laughs) Pass. Hard pass. Um... (laughs) I would pick Dracula if it wasn't for the fingernails. Yeah, I can't do the fingernails or the young, ears. Young Gary Oldman Dracula. We already talked about this a little bit. Like, I dated somebody who had the middle triangle. Yes, the middle triangle face. of the face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, when we were watching that movie, I was like, oh, shit, this looks like somebody who I used to date. I almost said his name, and I was like, I don't know if we can bleep it out. Bleep! So, I went out a couple times. He was kind of selfish. Anyway. Boo. I know. So like, was Dracula. So. I mean, right? So maybe, maybe he was Dracula. I mean, and he had outer triangle reconstructive surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how is this going to be us laughing at our own jokes? Um, That's us, though. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes I say some shit and I can't believe it came out of my own fucking mouth because I'm so funny. <laughs> well, also, it's like, who the funniest person about I know. Who thinks about that kind of stuff? Me. <laughs> so we ruled out Dracula. Yeah, no Dracula. Um, Van Helsing is definitely in definitely. Top three I would say Van Helsing is my top number one. Is my top three. Van Helsing <laughs> is my top. My three. top three is Van Helsing. This is Anthony Hopkins 
depiction of him, not like whatever this new ponytailed guy was. When yeah. I typed in Van Helsing to find the picture yeah, of Anthony no. Hopkins, some other dude came up and I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but no, but Anthony Hopkins but yes, yes. is probably yes. Yeah, okay. He is my top. Three. So we have two more two more left a piece. Do you want to go? Okay. Oh. I think I'm going to go ahead and put Quincy in there. I was going to say, I feel like Quincy would be on mine. I think Quincy would be on mine because you know that You I can't like go cowboys. wrong with Quincy. You do yeah, like Cowboys. I do. It's true about He's me. kind of rugged. He is. Ruggedly so handsome. Have, he's a little bit too, too sentimental for That's me. That's true. However, I do like a tough guy with a heart of gold. That's that's your definition of a dream guy. Uh, yeah. It's only two qualities, but you'd be surprised how, like... How far it'll get you? Uh, but really, though, I like this is a big filtering, <laughs> filtering process. Uh, okay, so that's my. Okay, there's one of mine. You, you put either of the chicks in your top? Mm-mm. No. Because Lucy does everything wrong. And she Mina does. is too she's... meek. I think she's too quiet. I don't okay. think me and Mina would get along. Well, here's the thing about Mina, though, is like she's like your Victorian version of powerful woman. She is. I think. I can agree with you that. Are, like, colloquially. Yeah. Because, like, she okay. She's the only one who makes anything happen. Like Van Helsing is giving. She tries her damnedest, try, but she really does. Like she's the one who makes shit go down. She does only exclusively Mina. the best she yeah. can. She's literally just needs a coffee mug that says "I'm trying my best." Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Right. So I like Mina, but I don't love. You're gonna be mad at me for saying this, but I feel like I'm all. I don't love Winona Ryder. In general. You're I right. I also I will be mad at you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I also don't love her depiction of Mina. I could I could see that. I think that's the only reason that I would consider putting Mina is because I have a love for Miss Ryder. But I think Mina as a character, we'd be in the room the same room for ten minutes and I'd probably slap her and be like, Get your shit together. Yeah. And she'd be like, I'm trying my best. Read my coffee mug. Yeah, I feel like I would just never have a glove on in the Victorian time. I would just use it to Take slap, slap everyone. people? Yeah. Oh, so I just have one glove off? Everyone is annoying because they can't say what they really think. No. So. I wouldn't Except make it far in Victorian times. Exception. I can't. I'm sure there is one. I'm but sure one exists. Um, okay, so. But yes, so top. we'll say Quincy and Van Helsing. We're thinking a little bit. Van Helsing. We had a lot of coffee before this, so it's true. <laughs> my mouth's trying to keep up with my brain. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's my thinking music. Mm-hmm. Um, point. You have your three. I can, yeah, see okay. it in your, I can see it in your eyes. You have a three. Well, I've been single more recently than you, so <laughs> I'm pretty good at like narrowing it down. That's like, true. narrowing a room down real fast. Narrowing one yeah. interest. Yeah, I'm not. I think it's because I've been with that one for so long. I think that's great for you, but doesn't yield well for this exercise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy for you. Um, I'll go ahead and go, I think. Go for it. Um, Renfield. For sure. It's Tom Waits, dude. That's a good one. Even with that nutso hair and eating bugs and stuff. Little finger harnesses Mm -hmm. or finger muzzles. Yeah, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about finger muzzles. But first, your dude. Ugh. That's our. Oh yeah, we'll come, we got to come back to. Like, I feel like I can't have the same three. You as really you. can. We're basically the same. That's person. so true. We sound the same. We're doppelgangers. One of we us can't even Snapchat, face swap with each other. It's true. We look the same. Yeah, we look the same and sound the same. I like how you keep looking at this computer like you're talking to a real like audience. Keep, and, and I'm talking this way, and I know like when you're on the phone, if you talk. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't hear you. It so doesn't you're like, pick it up. 
So. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I kept turning my head. Okay. Sorry. So that's what we've established, I feel like, by this icebreaker, is that we're the same people, and they're going to listen to a podcast of the same person having a conversation with themselves. I can't believe you haven't picked a third person. Like, it's so... I can't believe it. You know, I'm so bad at this. I feel like it's because I need to prepare better. Okay. And we did this on the fly, and I'm not good at coming up with the list of people. That's fair. On the I'm fly. trying to think of who else there is. But now Who's that I... I was going to say, it's also a small cast. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, well, we need we need to go through the cast anyway because that's our. That's theme, true. Is that um, the horror movie tropes? Yeah, hit it. And how it's huge on casting, and basically every horror movie you can dissect down with the casting, and it's going to have the exact like same group of people. Except the one thing that Dracula was missing was like a token black guy, basically, yeah. which happens in all the other horror movies. But you have like the dashing kind of airhead gentleman. You've got his trying no, 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 to wait. do my best, good girl. I'm waiting. Okay, I just want to go through. Go for it. See, like who we okay, yeah. For each one, and I feel like because there's no token black person. No, or it's usually a man too. Yeah, it's usually the token black guy. Right, but in this one, we still have like that the xenophobia, like which is not technically racism to us now because we recognize that. But back in Victoria times, yeah. Like for or like (laughs) in the very beginning, it's like Istanbul. 1420, like, this <laughs> nutso accent. Correct. And it's like, and then Jonathan is like, I felt like I was traveling from the e- from the west into the east. And I, I just remember, like, reading this when I was in college and being like, so this guy's a racist, right? So, because <laughs> Which is like, what, like, literally, when I put down, I was writing down all yeah. the funny stuff that we said when we watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. And the very first line that I wrote down is, he looks kind of like a racist dweeb to me. Yeah. And then you said, and Keanu was perfect for that part. So. <laughs> yes, and I don't really know Keanu Reeves, like, personally. I don't know how, how he deals. I don't know if he's a bigot. I assume probably not, because you can't really, I was going to say you can't really get away with that and be in But he's good at playing a dweeb. Well, can, yeah. He's yeah, a good but dweeb. He's, a, he's a good dweeb, and he was good for that role. Because, he was good for the role. I think, because Jonathan Harker is a dweeb, I just don't. I couldn't tell if I didn't like the way he did that character or if I just hate Jonathan Harker. And I think it's, I think it's just that you hate Jonathan Harker. I think I do. And I think I hate him, too. I had a tally up in the top margin of how many times he used the phrase picturesque as a microaggression. <laughs> and, like, the, the, his opening diary entry or whatever. But, yeah. So, we don't have, like, a token black guy, but we do have, like... Um, we do have the rest of the group. We have your token minorities. We do have token minorities, so, which I feel like Victorian times can replace the token black guy. Yeah, which is not okay are. for, like, if the movie came out now, we'd be like, where are the black people? Correct. Like, because that's not an okay thing. But because this was in the early but 90s, welcome to nineteen ninety one. I think, like, Dracula is definitely your other, and the brides. The brides. And there's one other person. I feel like I should have pulled, like, a cast list up. I was doing it right before you got here, so. Were you? That's why it's fresh on my mind, yeah. Um. That might be it. Yeah, because he doesn't have... Yeah, there's not tons of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do kind of have your um, token minority who is the also outsider. the bad guy. Correct. Yeah. There we go. Here's mm-hmm. a cast list. Oh my but. gosh, for a second, I saw Winona Ryder upside down and thought it was Marion Cotillard, and I was like, what? What? No. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> she wasn't in there? Yes. Marion okay. Cotillard, who I love. If she was in this movie, she would be on top three for sure. For sure. Okay. But as far as the horror movies go, we have, like, we just want to break them down like one by one. Okay, so. Dashing, first, airheaded dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's got to be. It's Jonathan. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely, yeah. He's, yeah. And then you've He's got. The dandy. Yes, he is the Victorian dandy. Yeah. 
And then you've got the like the do good girl, kind of like the little goody two shoes, the little mm-hmm. basically like. And nowadays, I feel like she would be the little cheerleader. She tries yeah, her hardest your to make a good girl. decision. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, that's our girl Mina. Right, right. And then you have the slutty best friend. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Lucy. Uh, for sure. She like she definitely they leaned into her being slutty. Correct. In this a billion percent in the film, and I know I keep doing like comparisons to the novels. Well, no, I, I like that novel so much, but um, she's like way more modest when she's writing, yeah. and when Mina also, but though like Lucy doesn't write it. Mina writes it about her, so and Mina would definitely like sugarcoat yeah. that. Trying so to yeah, protect her best friend's honor. Oh, I like that they did it that way. Yeah. For sure. In the movie. I'm just saying, like, yeah, so slutty best friend who dies first. Slutty best friend. Right. You've got just who dies first. Which and I mean in the horror movie tropes and then also in this one. Correct. Yeah. So it does even as like a classic like horror film stays mm-hmm. true to our modern tropes that we see. And then you've got like the dude that tries his damnedest to think about things logically. Mr. Helsing. It is, right? Yeah. It's not Seward, is it? I don't think so. Okay. They kind of... I can see both. I can see... Uh, but I could see both. I, maybe they're just like the two... Yeah. 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 So it's maybe like, there's like the more like jockeyer guy that thinks logically, and then there's just like more like the nerdy guy, mm, which okay. you see a lot in movies. So maybe that could be is that another Helsing one? and Seward. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you could have like each one of those falls into those roles. Wait, so you have like logical jerk... Yeah. And logical... Like, nerdy, nerd. good guy. Yeah. And who, so, who's logical jerk? Mm, I would think Van Helsing. I would I mean, say Van Helsing is logical jerk. He cuts off her motherfucking head. He does. Dude. And he has yeah. no concerns or qualms yeah. about it at all. He's yeah. just like, and we're done. And he calls in her husband. He's like, you need to see this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> in the movie. Watch this shit that I'm going to do. Who drives that damn... Okay, so when they said like a stake through the heart, that was I not was a stake. Like a tent stake. That was a fucking railroad tie. Correct. It was huge. Okay, so we got well, those bam. two. Who else? Yeah. Who else? Is and there? then not a major casting, but I feel like a lot of horror movies at least have like the the mean girls on the outside. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got like the whole trope of like the nude hot minority brides. Oh yeah. I like Re- Regina that. George, I Gretchen Wieners. Oh and Karen. The Smith. brides are my favorite. I'm not going to talk about them. Like, okay. No, so talk yeah, about them. Talk about them. I'm going to talk about them down here. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So yeah. So I feel like oh. that's the biggest trope that I noticed immediately was in the, the casting. Girls? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we, are there others? I'm sure. Okay. I'm I didn't. And those are just the ones that I came up with when I watched off the top of my head. I was like, oh. I see you. Check. I see that there. Check. See what you did there. Check. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like the... We can. I like that now too. Like in the, in the more contemporary movies, like you can see those tropes mm-hmm. and how. Um, and I, like I'm not a person who's on the inside of movies. I just I'm, I'm a book person. I'm yeah. a book nerd. That's okay. Um, no, I've accepted it, made peace with it, moved on with my life. <laughs> um, no, but I I I notice like when people like, will recognize this yeah. is how it, it usually happens, and either like commit to do it that way or be like. Like just and like skinny. do something else. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just does okay, so let's talk about my man Renfield. Okay. Let's um, hear it. Uh can you read what's that funny thing that you said about Renfield? We had a conversation when we were watching this together. Which um, one? When I said that Renfield his his uh oh <laughs> Renfield's straight jacket looks like Dr. Seuss drew it on him. Oh, and I said <laughs> no bitch, that looks like an H vacuum. <laughs> 
And it did. And I feel like now we'll have to yeah. post a picture mm-hmm. on the Instagram or something so people are just like... Yes, by the time that you hear this, yes. you will be able to reference a picture of Renfield in his... It's HVAC straight jacket. <laughs> HVAC straight Dr. Jacket. Seuss jacket. I love it. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. It totally did. Um, <laughs> it, looked, it really looked very cartoony. I like... The costumes in this were dope. They were. But that one was like... I thought that was really cool. Yeah. They did it that Straight jacket, HVAC, Dr. Seuss, and finger muzzles. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yes, like the, finger muzzles. The psychology in the Victorian time, because, so if you guys didn't know this already, um, Megan is our resident uh, psychological expert. Right? Loosely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Mary Kay is a nerd brigade. Expert of the nerd brigade of all things like... <laughs> Yeah, the like story. It's, yeah, like you've got like the literature and the backstory, <laughs> and then you can like mix it in with like psychoanalysis, and so it's kind of neat when we get to talk. Yeah, about Yeah, you to be super get. irresponsible. Absolutely, with psychological application, which is very fun for me. Which is how the Victorian handled <laughs> psychoanalysis <laughs> oh gosh, too. They did not know anything. They did not. It was trial and error. Uh, they so had lack of mythology entirely, and it was pretty much just all like speculation. Wait, lack of what mythology? Methodology. Methodology. Okay. Hell, I can't oh, yeah. talk. I've had no, too I much like, coffee. I heard mythology, and I was like, no, methodology. Really? Okay. Well, Lack of mythology. Okay. I mean, there was that. Okay. Too. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. My bad. No, that's no pretty much that. Was just like that was my. Yeah, it was just all like speculation. It was kind of <laughs> what anyone wanted to do. It wasn't really based on anything by fact. It was like let's just try throwing them in water. Let's try hanging them upside down to cure hysteria. We don't know why this person is acting the way they are, so we're just going to call it hysteria. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, you're of one mind. If, <laughs> if like, nothing else hysteria? works, let's decapitate them. <laughs> right. So what was the deal with those, uh, with the basket heads in well, the asylum? I think in the we, lunatic asylum. In the lunatic asylum, yes. <laughs> for lack of better terms. Um, well, we were like speculating, and I was going to look into it to see if there's any sort of like deep message behind it but literally i think it was truly just so they did not eat people because he tried his damnedest did he not go like eating at that dude's head yeah yeah mm-hmm. because oh, like head baskets yeah what yeah yeah i didn't so like the giant like the big like cubicle muzzles <laughs> <laughs> i've never come across much in like my study of old psychology but like muscles were used it was often used to to quiet a hysteric woman. Yeah. Which usually was hysterical for good reason. Yeah. But no one wanted to deal with it. So yeah. they muzzled, I'm of muzzled that bitch. Wallpaper. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was yeah. just postpartum depression. And she was just like, guys, help. But they were like, shut up, girl. Like, Make a sandwich. We don't want to talk to you. Go Girls don't have down. feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap. Walk it off. You'll feel better. Turn it off and on again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you try unplugging it? Is it <laughs> um, okay. So, about Renfield. About Renfield. He has this crazy kind of. You know the D and D terms better than I do. What are the the D and D? I was in like, was in like Dungeons and yeah, Dragons. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so you've got like your neutrals, yeah. your goods. And then your, your evils. evils. So, yeah. yeah so, okay. within that, in, like, the grid, you'll have, like, your lawfuls, your chaotics, and your true neutrals. You have, like, a true good, a true evil, mm-hmm. a true neutral. And then you have your chaotic evils, your chaotic goods, your lawful evils, and your lawful goods. So, you have your lawful goods where you will just follow the rules because those are rules and you must do what you are told. Your chaotic goods are, like, 
the fumbly clumsy heroes, the ones that want to do good but end up like breaking shit along the way and <laughs> maybe make mistakes to do the good thing. And they're like, but I was thought I was doing the right thing. So basically, all of the heroes. Correct. <laughs> Good. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then like your chaotic evils are just like your true like definition of like the mad scientist or okay. the evil That's dictator. Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein. Absolutely. Okay. And then your lawful evils are the ones that are doing all their evil things, but like by the book. It's even like people have tried to compare in my DD campaigns that even like lawful evils could be like Dexter. If mm-hmm. you ever watched that, he was trying to do good, or he could be like people have argued that he's like he's lawful evil. Or he's chaotic good. He's trying to do good gotcha. in the world, but he's breaking all of the rules and causing chaos to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. it's like a perspective thing. Yeah, it depends on if he's on your team. Then he's yeah. good, and if he's not, yeah. And some people said he's lawful evil because like he's doing you know all these good things, and he's in his job, and he's moving things around. But like, he's is he doing more harm than good because he's taking people's families, even though they're bad people? So yeah, it kind of guess depends on your perspective, or if you were playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons, how would you use what they're doing, how would you yeah. form, yeah, their actions, what's cool. their intent. And so I have basically no Dungeons and Dragons experience <laughs> except for making the character. Yes. And you then, should join my Thursday night game nights. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real quick, easy, hard sell. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I, okay, so here's the reason why I didn't like actually playing is because there's like a what is it a quest yeah usually there's like you, your campaign so a campaign. Like, That's yeah a campaign yeah, yeah that your dm your dungeon master will set up and so yeah. he's technically like you have free will and you have the luck of the dice but yeah. it's ultimately in the hands of your dm and yeah i think that my problem whenever i played dungeons and dragons is that i always just assumed that my character was the protagonist <laughs> Like, no, but this is about me, whatever I want to do. But it's not, it's yeah. Not. Yeah, so you're, like, going for the quest, and that was, like, it was it's very plot-driven, which was tough yes. for me. And you don't <laughs> always know the plot. So, right. like, it's yeah. plot-driven, but, like, you have no control over what the plot is, so you're yeah. having to go along with the plot that you don't know yet. Yeah, and I think, like, my reluctance to actually do Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> was, um, was more indicative of, like, what was happening, like, with me at the yes. time. You like, put I yourself into your character. Like, I could not control over it, yeah. So, I think now, though, that I'm, pretty okay with who I am. Um, <laughs> it might be easier. Yeah. I think I would have a lot of fun with it now. Yeah. But yeah, so the reason I asked about that is because, um, well, I was trying to, yeah, my bad. Um, that was me. You mentioned uh, Dungeons and Dragons and I was like, let's chat about it for an hour. No, I, want, I wanted to because I was trying to figure out where I would put Renfield on that spectrum. Oh yeah. Because I was going like, he's either good or evil and you can't tell, but to him, yeah, he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Or like he has like a mission and it's not like no one understands like what's happening with this campaign. Hey, 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 hey. go start with me. Using yeah. your word of the day, yeah. everyday life. Um, but you can't, he, no one else like knows what's going on with him. Seward's like trying to figure it out. Yeah. So like he, he might put yeah. himself as one thing and then we would identify him as another. I feel yeah. like we should sit down and put all the characters on the grid and yeah. then like upload that on the blog. For an, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that Let's shit. Let's do it. Let's Absolutely. do it. So that's going to come. They just got to sure. witness magic happen. Oh, great. I need to write that down. <laughs> All right. So Make it notes. We're going to put put the characters on a spectrum? Yeah. We'll know what that means. It's alignment is the um, word. Okay. Yeah. It's like, what's your character's alignment is where they fall on the good, evil, neutral. That's going to be so fucking fun. I like it. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the psychology of Ringfield is really fascinating because it's clearly like some kind of magic happening. Yeah. Right? But because psychology was so 
what is the word for like not developed? We'll just say it's whim- whimsical. <laughs> But it's like uh, there's a really gross word for it, like in utero. I was trying to go weird and gross, like always. But as I always. Can't. As soon as we finish, I'm gonna be like, "This is the word," and then it'll piss me off. And that's okay. Yeah, it's so underdeveloped. Yeah, that sewer can't tell if it's like a demon or something supernatural, or if it's like an actual thing that he might could fix. Correct. Has the resources. Yeah. And, wanted to welcome to victorian and, times yeah but also like and you're gonna fight me on this and that's fine we can talk about it at length but i feel <laughs> like science and spirituality are not mutually exclusive but i mean i would agree to that to an um, extent that's fair depending yeah no, me too yeah i'm not trying to i would never be so bold as to say science is not real yeah because it definitely is yeah but also i'm like yeah but also this too I think that it's completely possible to be a believer and a proponent of both, like, 50-50. Thank you, yes. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why, I like, my trifecta of evil shit I can't handle is because I can't distinguish yes. on those things. <laughs> so, yeah, but what I wanted to talk about is how, I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit already. That's okay. The, the xenophobia. Yeah. We did talk about that when we were doing the horror movie. Yeah, shows. a little bit. Um. But that's like the whole, the whole shtick, right? Is like that's why it's scary. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we wanted to do yeah. with the podcast is say like, okay, this Dracula thing has stood the test of time. When was the original? I have it right here. When was the book check. written? Yeah, when was it written? Mid eighteen hundreds, right? That's old. Eighteen ninety seven. Hell, yeah, eighteen ninety seven. And then this movie came out in nineteen ninety one. So that's a hundred years. And then there's like thirty. So there's 30 like remakes of it and spinoffs and yeah, things so, are based off of it or like influenced by yeah, it. Yeah, there's something in it that like that keeps us interested. I mean, like, what was that vampire craze with Twilight and all that bullshit? Awful. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and <laughs> yes, but. No, I agree. Yeah. It was awful, but, like, there was still, like, some part of our... Well, there's still something that it's, keeps us fascinated by vampires and something that's yeah indefinitely, like, eerie about vampires. Yeah, so, for sure. And I, we're, I was trying to figure out, like, what that is. Like, I know how it manifests in, the, yeah. in this, but I think it's, like, it's sex and power. Absolutely. I mean, always for everything. But. Yeah, with like a healthy dose of like fear that intrigues you. <laughs> yeah, right? Sexy fear. Yeah, so that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. Where there's like the the otherness that makes him sexy, even though he's old. And what is that hairdo? And look at his fingernails. Look at those cinnamon bun ears. Right? <laughs> also, like, what was the thing with his, oh, so he had the cinnamon bun ear hair, right? Oh, yeah. And then he had like those... The ears that look like they had been reattached after someone irresponsibly gauged their ears. (laughs) Yes, they're like attached like all the way down his jaw, which is gross. And then like the yeah, he still had all these like hot girls spawning after him. Three reds, three of them, and then Mina also. Also Mina. Oh my gosh, that one thing made me laugh aloud when he, him, and Lucy are having that. I don't know what you want to call it. Bug fest on the tombstone. Bug fest on the tombstone, and he's like in this. He's transformed right into, like, this werewolf, nasty, Voldemort-faced bat that's really hairy. And he looks at Mina, and he's like, no, don't see me like this. (laughs) 
which is kind of great. Like, I really wish that I had that. <laughs> That's the superpower I want. Correct. <laughs> Someone to, like, not see me the way that I look now. And then later he goes, like, sexy Gary Oldman. Yes. Transformation. And then, and then he's like, see me like this. Remember? I do remember. It's so cool. I had a point, but I don't remember what it was now. We were talking about, like, what was alluring, I think, about, like, the idea of vampires and why that still intrigues us, like, hundreds of years later. Yeah, so he blends in. Yeah. But then when he talks to Mina, he has the accent still. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I can't, mm -mm, I'm not going. And then he's finally like, oh, it's fine, like, I just wanted directions or whatever. And she's like, okay, I guess that I need to do that as, like, a nice person. Correct. Which you... You listen. You don't. Like, <laughs> you really don't have to be nice if you don't want to. You don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then, do we? Are we ready to talk about bride? Talk about what? The brides. Go for it. Mm, yeah. I think I feel like the brides would like take us like segues in really yeah. good to like my yeah, whole clusterfuck of notes. Okay. About sex. Yeah. So yeah. Should we just go there then? Go to what? The, the sex yeah. or the bride? Yeah. We started with sex. We should end with sex, too, right? Okay. Okay. You go. Okay. Okay. So, I I'm... notes, too. Okay. You have notes on sex, The too? bride scene is, like, my shit. That is your jam? My shit. You yes. are here for this? Yes. That's what yeah. I'm here for. So, I think, well, a lot of mine, because, you know, of course, I watch everything, and, like, think about it from, like, a psychological standpoint. Yeah. So, the whole time I'm watching this, all I can hear is just, like, Sigmund Freud in my back talking mm-hmm. about her subconscious and all sorts of bullshit. I don't actually know where I fall in my belief. With Sigmund Freud. Okay. And half of what he says about our something. To an extent, I think some of it is believable. And then other things, I'm just like, Freudy poo. Yeah. What are you talking about? He gave it. He tried. Bless it. E for effort. (laughs) (laughs) But you're sounding like a dandy. Since that's our word of today. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I just called Freud a dandy. I mean, Megan. It's not inaccurate. A cigar is just a cigar. (laughs) So... I wrote down. Though, it never is only that. I'm just it's saying. never that. Okay. No. So I wrote down like this awkward, <laughs> <laughs> this awkward chunk of notes, which aren't even good notes. They're just like literally like individual thoughts I that also I have. have. That let's do it together. Okay. okay. So literally, like if I was like taught here, you know, like Dracula was kind of like this Victorian male's imagination that was just a play on like the topic mm-hmm. of female sexuality. And so, like, I've got all of these notes, and I said it earlier, and you checked up, which was the too-long-didn't-read version, is that men are far too concerned with the damn sexual behaviors of women. It's pretty much what this narrowed down to. And that... This is the bride scene, or the whole movie. The whole damn movie. But I think I end talking about the bride scene. But for, like, the entire movie, you know, like, the the idea of, like, the Victorian woman and all this, like, she had two roles. She was either, like, this beautiful, pure virgin... Mm -hmm. Or she was a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. And if she was not one of those two things, damn her, she's a whore. Yep. She's got to go. Also, like, you ha- you started with one and then you went into the other and there was no coming back. No. Right. Yes, there was no coming back. And so I kind of looked at those, you know, like, you know, like we're always, from the Freud perspective mm-hmm. of things, is that we are constantly sexualized beings from, mm-hmm. like, the second we are formed in the womb. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I constantly agree with Freud. But this but, would have been, like, right after Freud, right? Wasn't he 1870? I feel like I should know that. <laughs> He's looking at the sarcophagi over there. That's the coolest guy. <laughs> that's, that's what I married. Ayo, okay, we are very wrong with our dates. Oh. Wait, no, maybe not. I don't know. He died in 1939. That seems right to me. Okay. But his he was born in 1856. Okay. Okay. 
So is like thirties or forties. Yeah, we're so gonna edit this 40s. part out where I didn't know what I was talking about, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, Freud was born born in like eighteen fifty something, yeah. and he died right before nineteen forty. And yeah, but this came out eighteen ninety seven. Yeah, that so this like, right would have been yeah, yeah, close after Freud was probably starting all of his stuff. I mean, and, you and okay, oh my God, Van Helsing go. is Freud because they're both Dutch. Ah! Oh my gosh, why did it take Why didn't we look to know this? We should have looked into this. I didn't even know Oh that. man, now we need to oh Google gosh. stuff. What does that say about me? That he was my number one sexless pick. And you didn't even know that it was Freud. Look know. at that. Your subconscious is telling you something, Mary Kay. Fuck me today. Are you telling that to Van Helsing? No, I'm saying that figuratively. <laughs> but literally, and I don't know what brought me to this. My actual, like, my sentence verbatim in here, after I was talking about how, you know, like, psychoanalysis allows us to use the mythology of blah 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 and our sexual nature and dreams and language. Wait, I, I feel said, like you blah 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 over the most interesting I part. didn't. I'm gonna blah 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 and say it. It says like, undoubtedly Freud's theories regarding sexuality weave a rich tapestry to playing the Victorian fear of expressing sexual feelings and desires in Dracula. So that was my big like blah blah blah. Right there. That is a thesis. Yeah. So now I need to write a paper. I'm not gonna write a paper. Let's be really honest. Well, I'm gonna be so fun. But I'm gonna pet dogs instead. I feel like that distracts <laughs> me. I'm like I'm gonna do something great with my life, and I'm like look at that puppy on my window. You can be like the Godfather and hold a dog. Well, he held a cat, but, but it's gonna be a dog. dog. Yeah. I'm just gonna hold just Trigger. Talk. Yep. Hold Trigger with his underbite out and just like pet him. Yep. For people that don't know, Trigger is my one of my dogs, and he's the least intimidating dog you've ever seen. He's fat, rolling, he has an underbite. But he hates horses. He does not like horses. It made <laughs> watching this movie awful. <laughs> well, it's just like, what's happening? I can't tell. Damn it, Sugar, you're killing the vibe. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, again, Freud believed that we, like, showed our, you know, our sexual mm-hmm. activity and our sexual desires, like, through our dreams mm-hmm. and through, like, our daydreaming. Which is really interesting because that's what happens to Lucy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I got that. And now I really want to look up and see if there are any ties between like Freud and when this came out or anything or like what was going on. There has to be like the timing is just perfect. But like Dracula succeeded in turning Lucy into like this hysteric vampire vixen to the point that like eventually Van Helsing sees no other way to handle her than just to be like goodbye. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what to do with her. Like again, we have our lack of methodology and psychology. And then we've got what Freud was saying that like if you are a crazed sexual woman Mm -hmm. in this time you're psychotic so what do we do with psychotic women we kill them yeah basically put them away forever put them away forever if only they cried purple tears oh my god that was my thing yeah so at one point i guess somebody (laughs) cried purple and i feel like we need to look back blood and they just look like gelatin yeah Yeah. and mary Kay verbatim says i wish i cried purple because then i feel like people would take it seriously and not just look at me like oh look another hysterical woman (laughs) it's true i feel like everyone should like the world stops when people are crying it's upsetting it's true i don't know what to do when people cry well they abuse that sometimes it will make everyone panic that is true which it does yeah Mm. So I just think there was a lot of, like, that going yeah. on, which leads in, again, like, why do vampires intrigue us? Because yeah. hashtag sex. Yeah. Hashtag so, healthy sense of fear. Mm-hmm. Hashtag power. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I want to come up. I want to ha- have uh, three examples. Three examples. Yes. Let's hear them. I'm going to go. Normally I would go next to strongest, weakest, strongest. But okay. Because I'm going to lead up. I'm going to crescendo. Okay. okay. Crescendo that shit, girl. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> number one is in the movie. Yes. Um, there's this uh, this dialogue between Mina and Lucy. It's like the first time they actually talk. And on, on is this like the time that they talk and Lucy was just like, "I had sex." Yeah. Mina's like, "Bitch, no, no you, you did, did not." 
fact. Yeah. Like, yes, I did last night in my dream, which according to Freud is like the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, if she had sex in her dream, obviously she had sex in real life, that right. slut. Because otherwise, how would you know how to fans about it? Correct. According to Freud. According to Freud. I don't think that. I don't. Hey, girl, do your thing. Live your life. I don't know why you didn't pick the cowboy, but that's you, not me. More for me. <laughs> her top um, three is obviously very different than ours. Lucy had a roster, dude. Lucy what? had a top 10,000. Did you see her on, on that show, Insecure, with Issa Rae? I haven't. her hotation. <laughs> so delightful. It's so, my yeah. favorite portmanteau. Yeah. So in um, Lucy's hotation. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Lucy's hotation. She's got a lot Correct. of dudes. And then Mina, like, drops her Kama Sutra book, and it opens to, like, that sex drawing. It's just drawing. a naked dude. And she's like, oh, really? There's more to be, to be right than carnal pleasure? <laughs> and Mina's like, maybe not. Can you really do that? They're like, look at this picture. Yeah. Like, these angels don't night. add up. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, so they have that interaction. So that's number, number one. one. I like your virgin whore dichotomy, which I don't love. I don't either. But, but again, welcome to, like, the 19th century. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're on the same <laughs> page with that. And then the way that the vampire has to be killed by driving a stake through their heart. Yeah. That's super phallic. Like, can Absolutely. we just acknowledge that, like, that's one one thing that makes it so sexy. Yeah. I wish you guys could see Megan just put her finger <laughs> into her fist. <laughs> we'll put a picture of that somewhere too. <laughs> and then you have your wedding ring in it and your arm tattoo. <laughs> that's going to be our, uh, that's going to be our new cover photo. That, but also the boomerang. That's going to be <laughs> our Okay, so that's my number, number two, two example is how All right, now we're going to be at the highest crescendo. The teeth, dude. Yes. Yeah. So, like, even, like, when I went to England, like, in the early 2000s, like, not great teeth. No. I mean, they're, like, fine. Not to stereotype any of our English listeners. No, right. I mean, do your thing, guys. You guys have priorities that are um, not as superficial as ours, and I'm fine with it. And I'm also, like, I mean, teeth don't need to be perfect. It's weird that if they are too perfect, it, like... You expect some Just whisper like, sweet nothings in a beautiful <laughs> accent, and I might be willing to overlook your teeth. I mean, I would prefer the Transylvanian accent over English, to be honest. That's true. But that's, again, me. Um, <laughs> that's that's our weird taste. I people who have perfect teeth to, like... Did you see Skyfall? With yeah. Javier Bardem, when he, like, pulls out half of his face? And you're just like, oh. And you're like... That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I just remember seeing that and being like, I love you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> made that transformation though. Yes. Um, anyway, but the teeth, right? Because like, so if English people don't have great teeth now, no mm-hmm. one had good teeth. No one had good teeth. No. Back in the day. Absolutely no not. And then they're like super white and yeah. straight and long and sharp. Yes. Girl, that's penises too. That's a mouthful of penises. Penis fangs. And a mouthful of penises. A mouthful. A mouthful of dicks. <laughs> or vagina dentata. Oh. Yeah. Which um, brings me to which brides. Br- I like that that brings you to a point. It does bring me to a point. <laughs> I'm waiting this whole time to talk about the brides. Talk about them. Talk about them. Talk about them. I feel like, do you have some bride stuff too? No, girl. Let's just go. What? I'll bounce off of you. Okay. We wanted to talk about how they're also the other, but they're women. Correct. So it's different from Dracula. They're other being, others. Right. They're underestimated. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's also, when I was watching it the second time, there's this line when Van Helsing goes, like, during your months of lovemaking with those women, (laughs) did you ever once tasted their blood? And Jonathan's like, no, never. And in my head, I was like, you selfish prick. (laughs) The worst. 
because that's what it is. It's just like, it's oral sex the whole time. And I know you guys are going to be like, that wasn't in the book. They put that into the movie, and I have my book right here. Page what? It's on page 39 of this this old-ass, tear-it-falling-apart, bantam classic Read it. Read it. Are you for real? I mean, you don't have to. Do you really want me to? You can always cut it later. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if you did. Okay. It it really does illustrate, like, how two were dark and one was fair, but the fair one is the one that, like, gets to him. Yeah. Yeah. An erotic reading by Mary Kay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, I won't do the whole thing. Okay. I'm trying to find a good part. I wrote in the margin, vampire blowjobs. Yes. Yes. Um, I was not alone. The room was the same, unchanged in any way since I came into it. I could see along the floor in the brilliant moonlight my own footsteps marked where I had disturbed the long accumulation of dust. Show his footsteps. Yeah, they do. In the moonlight opposite me were three young women, ladies by their dress and manner. I thought at the time that I must be dreaming when I saw them, for though the moonlight was behind them, they threw no shadow on the floor. They came close to me and looked at me for some time and then whispered together. Two were dark and had high aquiline noses. How do you say that word? Sounds good to me. Um, Like the Count. And great dark piercing... that seemed to be almost red when contrasted with the pale yellow moon the other was fair as fair as fair can be with great wavy masses of golden hair which also that's sex too i forgot um and (laughs) eyes like pale sapphires it seemed somehow i seemed somehow to know her face and to know it in connection with some dreamy fear but i could not recollect at the moment how or where dreams (laughs) obviously according to Fred like you have seen her before you have known her before Um, all three had brilliant white teeth that shone like pearls against the ruby of their voluptuous lips voluptuous lips Mm -hmm. and then there was something about them that made me uneasy some longing and at the same time some deadly fear felt in my heart a wicked, burning desire that they would kiss me with those red lips. Sex and, and fear. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. And then I'm going <laughs> to skip down here. Um, the fair girl shook her head coquettishly, and the other two urged her on. One said, go on, you are first, and we shall follow. Oh. Yours is the right to begin. The other added, he is young and strong. There are kisses for us all. <laughs> This is my, here we go, here we go, here we go. You ready? All right, I'm ready. I lay quiet, looking out under my eyelashes in an agony of delightful anticipation. The fair girl advanced and bent over me till I could feel the movement of her breath upon me. Sweet it was in one sense, honey sweet, and sent the same tingling through the nerves as her voice, but with a bitter underlying the sweet, a bitter offensiveness as one smells in blood. Mm. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. I was afraid to raise my eyelashes, but looked out and saw perfectly under the lashes. I've messed that up. Let's <laughs> read <Legally, legally. laughs> Try again. I was afraid to raise my eyelids, but looked out and saw perfectly under the lashes. The girl went on her knees and bent over me, simply gloating. Sounds like a blowjob to me. Uh, okay, we ain't even got to the juicy part yet. Just like oh. the basic set. I know, right? Um, there was a deliberative, deliberate voluptuousness with which, well, I'm sorry, there was a deliberate voluptuousness, which both, which was both thrilling and repulsive, 
And as she arched her neck, she actually licked her lips like an animal till I could see in the moonlight the moisture shining on the scarlet lips and on the red tongue as it lapped the white, sharp teeth. Lower and lower went her head as the lips went below the range of my mouth and chin and seemed about to fasten on my throat. Then she paused, and I could hear the churning sound of her tongue as it licked her teeth and lips and could feel the hot breath on my neck. Then the skin of my throat began to tingle as one's flesh does when the hand that is to tickle it approaches nearer, nearer. I could feel the soft, shivering touch of the lips on the super-sensitive skin of my throat and the hard dents of two sharp teeth just touching and pausing there. I closed my eyes in a languorous ecstasy and waited, waited with beating heart. Beating heart. I'm just saying. Blow. Job. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically, yeah. And then in the adaptation, there's like... With their mouthful of dicks. Yeah, there actually is a sex scene. There is. Which, I mean, and I think that that is, like, one of the big things that I was like, I'm glad that he went there with that because yes. that's what's happening here. It's just not actually happening because Victorian. Yes. I have another point. Okay, so we looked up the movie poster from the Bella Lugosi yes. version. Um, do you remember what that said? We had it pulled out, but let me look. Okay. But, so... That adaptation, the one about the sex scene with the brides, um, was one that I, when I watched it the first time, like in high school, I was like, this is gratuitous. This is not necessary. And it is not, but also it is. And I like <laughs> more casual, truer sense. <laughs> it is necessary um, because he's both repulsed and excited. Correct. Which I think is, is like if the fair one wasn't there. Yeah. He would have just been repulsed. Is I what think it so. seemed like. Correct. Yeah. Um, which, you know, goes back into that Victorian fear of strangers and contemporary fear of strangers, too. Yes. Um, but yeah. So that, that is okay. That adaptation, I think it's over here. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <clears throat> Something about strangers. The greatest of mm-hmm. all horror thrillers. No, where'd it go? Here. Yeah. The story of the strangest passion the world has ever known. Yeah. So we have like the strange and the passion and then the power. Yeah. Everything that makes us want to know more about vampires. Yeah. Or that's just like what humans are universally interested in. True. Yeah. And so we spend like most of our time trying to fight off those impulses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then especially. Well, yeah. Yeah. And... So I liked that the new movie trailer, or not the new one, but the 1992 draft trailer. We're going to have to edit this. But help me. Here I am to save the date. Why are we? No, look. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just like rephrase the entire sentence. Oh, okay. right. You have to do that yourself. What are you looking for? Um, the new phrase, I think, is love never dies. Which is really, really different from being a strange passion because it's it's love. It's not like just physical. And I really yes, it is. Love never dies. Yeah, and so I, I liked that adaptation too because then we have like more character motivations for Dracula himself. Yeah, and also um, that makes us like him 
Yeah, it gives him some depth. It makes us relate. It makes him more relatable. Yeah. It makes us like him a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Um, those are my. That's it. That's what I got. That's what I got too. Okay. Do we miss anything? I don't think so. Yeah. I liked. I really liked that there was a love story this time because, first of all, like Mina's awesome. I mean, we don't like her personally, but yeah. she's an awesome character. I agree. And we we have some empathy for Dracula because in the beginning, yeah, yeah, in the beginning, um, we see his love. It's a Romeo and Juliet situation. Right? Absolutely. Where she thinks he's dead, so she jumps off the turret into the river. Yes. Um. And then he spends the rest of his life trying to track down her soul. And that's really romantic. It is romantic. Yeah, it is. It is. In a, in a really, like, fucked up In way. a really kind of, yeah, twisted way, it is romantic. Which I think is the best way to that's be That's the romantic. best kind of love. Yeah. Exactly. I like weird love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I think you had mentioned that you had some historical inaccuracies that you yeah. were Should we wrap it up? pretty stoked about. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty pumped to hear them because I didn't look into historical inaccuracies. No, I didn't either. Like I my just end. noticed. Well, yeah, but I was um, going to say, so I'm really excited to hear, like, your take. My favorite and my least favorite. Yes. Yeah, oh, which one do I want to hear first? Mm-hmm. I think I want to hear your least favorite one first. Okay. Okay. Uh, my least favorite historical inaccuracy in this version of Dracula okay. is that we are in the Victorian era. Correct. Setting is very important. And both Mina and Lucy are supposed to be, like, icons of beauty. Mm -hmm. And in the Victorian time, what was beautiful was big. Yes. So, like, the more curvy, the bigger you were, the better you looked. Hot damn. They cast two waifs for those two (laughs) roles. And I'm not saying that they're not beautiful, obviously. Well, well, I mean, historically, Victorian times, it wouldn't be a supermodel figure. That would be right. considered to be beautiful. Right. It'd be a little juicy booty. Yeah. Or a lot of juicy everything. A lot of juicy everything. Yeah. That was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So that was my least favorite historical yeah. inaccuracy. So the scene when Mina was like running down the stairs after Lucy <laughs> and you asked like, how many takes do you think it took for them to run down the stairs and get her boobies to bounce just right? It probably wouldn't have needed multiple takes because she would take one step down the stairs and it would just be like shimmying. So they would have put in so much less work mm-hmm. filming booby bouncing scenes if they would have just stick true to history yeah is what you're trying to say yeah and then we also but, <laughs> so that would i would have liked that better because then it would went on a writer wouldn't have done it but you would have liked it less because i don't like it less but i do have a soft spot for one out writer because she's been in all of my favorite weird movies yeah she does have good like taste she has I great taste in yeah. roles uh-huh. Um, so then what's your my favorite, favorite historical inaccuracy is that everyone in this movie has great teeth. <laughs> so that was nice. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a good place to end though. What should we end on? Maybe we could mention a little bit on like why we chose Dracula or maybe like yeah. why it's how it's still relevant like oh. as a horror film today. Yeah. Do yeah. It. Do it. Me do it? Yeah. Ah. I just talked a lot. I know. But you talk so much more eloquently than I do. Yeah, who cares? About I just say fuck a lot. That's, that's I'm like, let me great. fucking tell you about this fuck that talk, I just fucking heard. I have to talk to disinterested 18-year-olds who are usually hungover. That's for a true. Job. Like, I'm always put on a show. That's true. I have to come home and shower and stuff. I'm sweating. 
Because your jazz hands yeah, are making this interesting. fucking show. <laughs> and even then, they're like, so what's for the homework? I'm like, literally, it's on your syllabus and on the board. Right. Just look. <laughs> right. Use you your have damn the internet eyes. in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but to wrap up, so Dracula, I think, is... I mean, it's a classic. It's, like, known when you think of, like, your traditional, like, classic horror film. I think mm-hmm. your mind instantly goes to movies like Dracula. Yeah. And as a long-time, like, horror buff, and then recently learning that, like, you were into horror, too, which I don't know how we just recently just learned that yeah. that was, like, a very big common interest because we have <laughs> known each other for how damn long. Yeah. And have ever been like, you like horror movies and talking about serial killers? Me, too. So... But we have very different tastes. That's true. In horror movies. Like, my my favorite movies, like, my go-tos are, like, those traditional, like, the 80s, like, yeah. Evil Dead and Exorcist and all of those, which, I mean, not all of those are 80s. But, like, those, yeah. like, those types of, like, classics. And I think you tend to go for more of, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, a lot of, like, the psychological I do. dramas Definitely. and things like that. And, like, yeah, and I don't think you're not really big on, like, aliens and demons. I can't do... Aliens, demons, or evil children. And, like, those are my heart and soul. (laughs) (laughs) Like, those are my favorite. Like, I love demons and aliens and evil children. I don't love them as real entities. Oh, sure, yeah. Yes. As film adaptations of aliens, demons, and evil children. I love them. So, trying to find movies that we would both enjoy and would both be relevant to us, I think Dracula was a perfect fit. Because it's got that classic feel, and it's got all the things that classically make a horror movie and I just use classic like eight times so let me just say classic it classic classic yeah. a couple more times but yeah so I think it fits that bill but it also is not like your traditional like hack and slasher right. kind of like gory horror film it is kind of psychological and you I noticed when we were watching it too even though we had both seen the movie before we both read the book we're like oh is his shadow moving independently right. of his body right. what's going on so like you find yourself like questioning like am I really seeing this is mm-hmm. this really what's going on so it's got enough of that wholesome horror movie feel mm-hmm. for lack of a better term but also the psychological what the fuck is going on yeah. kind of feel am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing so that felt like a perfect note for us to start on yeah 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 I agree and then also just to add like my my test for if a, if a horror movie is like good and I'm using yeah. articles I don't know if you can hear it but <laughs> you can't hear them but it's like if I'm like doing something mindless then like a few days later and I'm still thinking it. Yeah, That's and how I think I know that it like did its job. Yeah, it's me feel and this adaptation did a good job of that. I think so. Yeah, and I think it was very well done, especially from like a book to film adaptation. Yeah, I know those don't always go so well, but no, I think this like, one was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. we have like a cool. I don't know. Do we have like like a food for thought? Like a question we could ask them? Um. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I feel like we need to find a cool way to wrap it up. Maybe like some kind of question or some food for thought yeah, for we viewers want to, to get hear a- from anyone who listened to this. Like, yeah, let's have a conversation. Yeah, um, I want to hear what their top three is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, yeah, your top yeah three. everybody, find us on Instagram or find us on Facebook. Yep. I think our name on both of them is just like the handle is everything trying to kill you. Yep. Which I don't even think we've mentioned the name of this podcast. <laughs> so we'll have to enter that. We did it. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah. Redo. But yeah. So find us at Everything Trying to Kill You on Instagram and Facebook. And definitely just tell us your top three. You don't even have an, an explanation that says this is my top three. Just I mean, literally ask name why. three characters. Yeah. And we'll, we will know what you are talking about. So yeah. Let us know if you've seen the movie, what you thought of it. 
what you thought of today's, what you movies you want to hear us do in the future. Yeah, um, give next us some good time, ideas. Next time we're doing on the podcast, we're doing the lore, right? Is yeah, that next yeah. for November. And um, my Scary friend Martins. Emily, Ch- Emily, sorry, Martin. My friend Emily Martin, yeah, is going to be our guest. So, and it's a mermaid movie. Uh, but it's contemporary slash horror film. Yeah, and it's of. it's already out like on on my release, so you can watch it before if you want to. Yeah, so you and can then, know what's going on. Follow mm-hmm. along with us. Yeah, and between now and then, we're gonna have a blog post. Yeah, definitely some good stuff. And it's www.everythingtryingtokillyou.com. Yeah. and you can go check out some of the badass blog posts that Mary Kay has written but also tune back in for the cool, like, alignment graph that we're going to make. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we're both, like, socially awkward turtles when it comes to ending things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I usually Irish exit. I know that's racist, and I shouldn't say that, but that's why I usually leave parties, just like, no, just go. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thanks, bye. So, I guess we just say, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.